0: Welcome to whoever is watching us live on the Christmas show. We apologize for what you may be seeing But uh, this is as good as it gets right now Uh, we are (laughs) Trying to broadcast this on Facebook. So uh, if you watch it on Facebook, you're probably going to hear a lot of the same stuff I don't anticipate adding a lot of things on here later but we're, we're rolling and trying this and seeing how it goes. My name is Mike Grasso. I'm here with Steve Bartell and Josiah Lee Henson. How are you doing, guys?
1: Good, Mike, how's it going? Okay.
0: Good, very good. Are we all right?
2: Yep, I'm trying to, hey, <laughs> it popped up on my phone. So,
0: <laughs> yep, doing good. Someday we will figure this out. And now you're on one of my other screens saying, you're waiting for me to join your room. I think that was a previous message. (laughs) Yeah. So we'll get this figured out, maybe. But anyway, here we go. In the tradition of uh, the last holiday, which was Thanksgiving, or Halloween, rather, which was almost the last show that we did, it seems, too, um, we are putting a little something together here for the uh, Christmas holiday so, um, I, I did want to throw something real quickly out before we jump into things. Uh, are, are you guys big movie buffs? Do you like watching different films? Is that kind of your thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Cool. Because uh, I, I know it, it, at Christmas time, there's a lot of choices out there, and we're always trying to expand out into different things uh, over the holidays. But one thing we really love is watching all these different versions of A Christmas Carol. Uh, have you guys ever really gotten into that i've I've seen the original or the old one um
2: I guess the old black and white. I don't know what that would even be called, and then I think I've seen a Hallmark version, but other than that, not too many more past that,
1: <laughs> yeah, same here, yeah
0: yeah we we I don't know when it was it was several years ago we started uh watching them and then i think we watched another one and another one and now we have like eight in our rotation now Awesome. I think that we try to we try to watch one of our favorites though is from uh nineteen seventy with albert finney he was remember daddy Warbucks in the little orphan annie movie <laughs> he uh it was a musical version and he played Scrooge. Okay. And it it was it was really cool. That'd be awesome. Um, it, it, I mean each of them has a little something different in them, but uh the, the best part was a song, you know, they called I Hate People. And <laughs> I mean, it's just so fitting and it's such a great song for so many <laughs> so many different reasons at different times of the year. Of course, not Christmas time because, you know, that's such a wonderful time, but uh, it, it really is fun watching all these. And of course, you know the ghost part of it, um, and it, it's there, there's so much of the you know the supernatural bent to it, and um, the 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 ghosts, the the spirits, the themes that run in it. it it's a, it, it's it's pretty cool, and we just get into watching the. Um, you know, again, the different versions to see all the 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 similarities and the differences. Um, it's it's something we enjoy doing. And uh, since you know, there's of course the song, which is the most wonderful time of the year. They talk about the scary ghost stories, which seem to be more of an English or European tradition than American for Christmas time. Um, but I know a lot of that comes from you know they, they talk about we we talk about Halloween time when the veil between the worlds is thin, and uh, but you know, if we look again at, at the, and I think Josiah, you might be something in on this here today. But some of the origins of Christmas time, uh, at least what we celebrate here in America as being Christmas, have very little to do with what the holiday is really about. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, or at least what everybody wants to say it's about. Uh, you know, Jesus probably didn't have a Christmas tree. Uh, he probably never saw a reindeer. But you know, they're kind of a part of. Merry Christmas, everybody! <laughs> so, um, but so a lot of those traditions, you know, the Christmas trees and, and the decorating and all that, w- w- was to carry over uh, from different celebrations that were happening, especially around the solstice, and uh, that 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 veil was originally talked about, like because the day and night at on the solstice, you know, the darkest night of the year, the longest night of the year, I guess we'd say. Uh, And and that was actually a lot more um, because that's an actual celestial time, not just an arbitrary date on a calendar like Halloween. And so there was some of those uh, ghostly type of celebrations from Christmas or yeah, around Christmas time and solstice got pushed back into um, Halloween. So... At least, again, and that never really caught on here in America. The, the the Halloween, or the I should say, the spooky part of Christmas time. So, uh, in but in Europe, a lot of it remained, um, and I, I still see there a couple uh, Facebook groups I was looking at, they were talking about how when they were kids in England, that was a big deal, and and a sort of. You know, they'd like stay up at night to tell Christmas, or I've rather, ghost stories and that on, on Christmas night or Christmas Eve. And um, I, I kind of I wish we did that a little more here, you know, rather than just watching a Christmas carol and, uh, you know, there's a ghost story for Halloween or Christmas time. Darn it. <laughs> this is like Nightmare Before Christmas, getting them all mixed up <laughs> back and forth. <laughs> but, um, so but yeah I, I just thought i'd share that because it has these ties you know the, there there is a, a supernatural and paranormal side to christmas especially if we look backwards and traditionally and um this you know time around the solstice when in fact uh as we do this we're just about a day away from it and uh it's it, it's kind of an interesting interesting thing and yeah we we we, we do have these paranormal ties with uh with Christmas. So maybe we need to just find more ways to celebrate that. Back maybe tonight. <laughs> we might even make our
2: own tradition tonight.
1: There you go. Yeah. <clears throat> Mike, do you think there's any correlation uh potentially with the uh the the amount level of activity uh in relation to the Jupiter and Saturn alignment, you know, Christmas star thing that's going to happen here in a day or two? Personally, I don't. Right. But but I, I think that
0: it's not to be discounted. Um, I mean, that that's just my thought off the cuff. It, it can be, I think the the solstice has a lot more to do with whatever energy might be out there. Um, we have, I think we used to do like solstice and equinox events. Yep. And yep. if I remember right, we actually, it seemed like the, the, the this, uh, winter solstice one seemed to have quite a bit of activity. Mm-hmm. I, I've I'm said it all along.
1: It, it just seemed like the winter time was more active here, you know, um, than it was. Yeah. And by here, I mean Conover Square, of course. Mm-hmm. But it, yeah, it just seemed more active in the wintertime than than traditionally in the summertime. Yeah. Now, how was
0: the weather where you guys are? If you had a chance to watch this uh, Christmas star, as they're calling it,
1: I, I've I've been watching them slowly converge on each other. Um, although it was, it's been cloudy the last couple of nights. but Yeah. We, we have a, a small
0: telescope that we pulled out. We had a, a couple warm days about a week ago. And um, I, I was able to z- get in on the one, and I was looking, and I thought, huh. It was like a lens flare coming off of it. Well, then I realized th- those were the Galileo the moons, moons yeah. from Jupiter. I'm like oh that's not lens flare those are moons that's no moon well yeah it's Um, funny
1: because the 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 four moons are almost in a straight line so when you're looking at it initially i thought that too in in other people's pictures i'm like oh look at the lens flare but then they mentioned that they were the moons and you could actually see one of the four dots was just slightly you know out of just angled off yep yeah
0: it was just amazing yeah um and then I, I got saturn in there and i wasn't quite sure what i was looking back looking at until i really because i was wearing glasses and trying to look in the, the, the telescope and had really hard <laughs> difficult time focusing on it and i did and i could see i, I couldn't like see the, the actual ring as a distinct feature but you could definitely tell what you were looking at wasn't round it, right. it, it had the, the different shape to it and that was just so cool because over my lifetime, I've owned several telescopes and I've really never known where to look. And this one you couldn't miss. Right. So um, I, it was so cool and, and Sherry took a look at it too and we're like, oh my God, this is so cool. <laughs> and that was the last night we had a chance to take a look at it, because then it's been cloudy for the next week. But uh, yeah, so it it, it's, it was really neat just to see that. You could actually see the, it was so clear so surprised it was a bit bit awfully tiny but yeah that that was very cool
2: yeah i was wondering if it was one of those things if you were walking outside and just the average person happens to look up in the sky would it stop you you know i think we were talking about that with steve and greg the other night you know is it something Mm -hmm. that would just immediately just like stop you in your tracks or is it somewhat unnoticeable if you're not really looking for it
0: well the sky is cloudy you're not gonna see anything. Yeah, we
2: see. <laughs> <laughs> and we're kind of having that here. We're, we've got some good weather though. It yeah. sounds like this upcoming week we're gonna be up to 47. I think in in the midweek, so mm-hmm. huh? pretty weird for around here.
0: Put, yeah, yeah. I think what it, do we have uh, we have at some low 40s, but um, really nothing clear coming up. So, yeah, in these times when we were hoping to see this once in a hundred lifetime event. <laughs> <laughs> we get rained out but hmm. such such as life i suppose all right well i guess i've kind of ruined the idea of keeping this brief and tidy but uh do you guys have anything to share before we start on our adventure tonight
2: um, we we had an event last night at the uh, Scottish Rite that was pretty successful. We had over twenty, I think twenty seven people join us, yep. and it was a really wow. fun night. We had, um, I think, eight of those people were repeats from other events that came back, and so Great. I think I think all in all is really nice.
1: Yep. Yeah, but we did a couple yep. of uh, ESTA's sessions and everything, the SD sessions, and uh, it was pretty interesting results. Okay, now that's, what's that again? Oh, th- that's where you. Uh, you have a splitter on the SB7, so that that uh, and, uh, and one of them runs to headphones, and okay. basically, basically, yeah, the, the listener, you know, blindfolds themselves and puts it on, so they can't hear the questions being asked, but they can hear the responses <clears throat> and everything. They, they use it on okay. like Kindred Spirits. I'm, I'm sure some of the other yeah, shows. Yeah, I remember do it seeing
0: it well. on there. Yeah, that looks pretty cool. Yep.
1: And Josiah got his first taste of doing that, as far as wearing the headset and oh, you know,
0: yeah yeah for me it was an
2: awesome experience and like i told everybody it kind of rejuvenated my feelings about investigating you know because you know once you do it for a certain amount of time it's kind (laughs) of like you're looking around like what's what's the next thing you know and to partake in that was really cool you know i i really felt like i was almost you know of course it's a a sensory deprivation not totally you know you know you can you can still (laughs) smell feel all that but it was really bizarre it felt like after a while like i was kind of floating on a cloud and hmm, i really didn't know which way my head was even positioned or any of that stuff so it was like you wow. with, with the ongoing white noise in the background and without being able to see you know you're, you're completely blindfolded you just sort of begin to go in this little trance-like state and steve brought up a really interesting point because they were hearing um the spirit box playing through a speaker so they could hear it live and they had their own interpretations and then i had the headphones on so i was hearing it like directly into my ear canal so sometimes they would anticipate me saying a word that Mm -hmm. i didn't end up saying you know it it was kind of neat to hear their aspect of it you know from their perspective it's pretty cool yeah
0: we, we we had a little bit of news here too we just got ourselves a rem pod
2: okay oh awesome
0: mm-hmm. nice it's like our, our, our christmas gift to ourselves so we've been talking for like we've been literally talking for years about getting one of these and uh it went on sale at the one i wish i could remember because it was a very good deal um <laughs> maybe by the end of the, the night if i remember i can mention it but um yeah, it was. It was, a, it was a, the price was right. It's the newer version. It's got the temperature sensors on it. You can adjust the sensitivity on it. Cool. So, yeah, um, yeah we're we're very pleased with it. Now we've just got to get our butts out somewhere and see if something happens. Hey, hopefully, yeah. 2021 will bring a lot of places to investigate for you. Yeah, oh, I hear you. I hear you. That that would be <laughs> that would be great for everybody. Yes, sir. All right. Well, are we ready to roll? Sure. Yep. Do, do we want to spin? Sure. Why not? Here, here's a chance everybody can see the wheel then. whoops! I've got to turn the sound on.
1: All right, Steve. <laughs> All right. Steve's in the hot seat. So for my Christmas topic, I decided to uh, do mine on Krampus. Um, <laughs> I don't know, just interesting figure, you know, so uh, Krampus is a horned uh, human-like figure in Alpine folklore, and during the Christmas season, he accompanies uh, or is an assistant to St. Nicholas, so St. Nicholas uh, rewards the good kids, you know, and and uh, the, the well-behaved kids on the 5th of December at night, uh, they get modest gifts, you know, traditionally like oranges, dried fruits, walnuts, and chocolate. (laughs) uh, Those are the good kids. Those are the good kids. (laughs) Then the bad kids, uh, you know, they get visited by Krampus, who scares the children who misbehaved, and uh, he will leave them with a birch rod only. Um, (laughs) The origin of Krampus is kind of unclear. Uh, Some folklorists and anthropologists have have uh, speculated it, it has pre-Christian origins um, in traditional parades and in, a, in events like uh, Krampus Lauf, which translates to uh, Krampus Run. Uh, young men will dress up as Krampus and participate. And uh, I guess such events occur annually in most Alpine towns. It's kind of a, it's mm. kind of a regular feature. Um, also, Krampus is featured on <clears throat> holiday greeting cards called uh, Krampus Carton. Um, and uh, since 2013 uh, Krampus has become better known globally uh, having been portrayed in Hollywood horror movies um, he's starting to become more and more a part of American pop culture I know you see him pop up in memes and things like that all the time so the uh, <laughs> the uh, history of the Krampus figure has been theorized as stretching back to pre-christian alpine traditions um, A article was published back in 1958, and in that article, uh, the passage says, There seems to be little doubt as to his true identity, for in no other form is the full regalia of the horned god of the witches so well preserved. Um, The birch, apart from its phallic significance, may have a connection with initiation rites of certain witch uh, covens, rites which entailed binding and scourging as a form of mock death. The chains could have been introduced in a Christian attempt to bind the devil, but again, they could be a remnant of pagan initiation rites. So, it could could have originated, you know, quite some time ago. Um, although uh, physical appearance, he, he, uh, Krampus appears in many variations, but most of them uh, share a common physical characteristics. Uh, usually hairy, uh, usually either brown or black. Uh, has cloven hooves and horns of a goat, and uh, he's got the long pointed tongue that just kind of lolls out of his mouth, and he's and he has fangs <laughs> as well. Uh, Krampus carries chains, uh, which, as I said, were thought to symbolize the binding of the devil by the Christian Church. Uh, he thrashes the chains for dramatic effect. The chains are sometimes accompanied with bells of various sizes. Um, in more of the pagan origins are the, uh, the rootin, which are the bundles of birch branches that Krampus carries and uh, which he occasionally swats at the children with and everything. <laughs> uh, so uh, um, the rootin may have had significance in pre-Christian pagan initiation rites as well, so that's why they say that. Uh, the birch branches are replaced with a whip in some representations. Um, sometimes Krampus appears with a sack or a basket strapped to his back. This is to cart off the evil children for drowning, eating, or transport to hell. Some of the older versions make mention of naughty children being put in the bag and taken away. And, uh, uh, yeah. So, anyways, I, I had mentioned uh, uh, Krampus. Well, no, I guess I didn't mention it. The, the Krampus knocked in is the feast of... Uh, says, the feast of St. Nicholas is celebrated in parts of Europe on the 6th of December, but on the preceding evening of December 5th, Krampus night, or Krampusnacht, the uh, wicked hairy devil appears on the streets. Sometimes accompanying St. Nicholas, and sometimes on his own, Krampus visits homes and businesses. The saint usually appears in the eastern rite vestments of a bishop, and he carries a golden ceremonial staff. Unlike North American versions of Santa Claus, Uh, In these celebrations st. Nicholas concerns himself only with the good children while Krampus is responsible for the bad Uh, Nicholas dispenses gifts while Krampus supplies coal and the rootin bundles Um, The greeting cards that I was talking about Europeans have been exchanging them uh, for quite some time since the 1800s Um, They are uh, they usually have humorous rhymes and poems Krampus is often featured, looming menacingly over children. He is also sh- shown as having one human foot and one cloven hoof. Um, in some of these cards, Krampus has sexual overtones. Uh, he's pictured pursuing buxom women sometimes. Um, well, that's what he's got all the, what, the whips and <laughs> chains, right? <laughs> well, I guess so, and rattling them I mean, and everything, yeah. Um, sort of fits in there over time the representation of krampus in the cars has changed though older versions have a more frightening krampus but uh more modern versions he's kind of a cuter more cupid like creature um he's also adorned postcards and candy containers um so it's interesting there's a uh, the uh the in the different regions of, of the alpine area there's a, there's different versions of, of krampus in fact he's known as different things uh you know in, in different areas um it says in in styria which is one of the states in austria the root and bundles are presented by krampus to families the twigs are painted gold and displayed year-round in the house a reminder to any child who has temporarily forgotten krampus you know, and 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 to me, this this whole Krampus legend really just seems to be, in my mind, like a way for parents to, kind of, you know, keep your kids in line when they start acting up. You know, like, you know, don't do that, or the boogeyman will get you, kind of thing. You know, but uh, so, so
0: Santa, it will will reward you if you're good. Right. Right. And some kids that doesn't work, <laughs> so they need
1: yeah the oh, yeah. other and that they they need the threat well i guess i guess if you're gonna act that way you know i guess krampus will just come and cut your little butt off you know (laughs) (laughs) but so i I mean whatever it takes yeah right exactly so um a toned down version of krampus is part of the popular christmas markets in austria uh in the urban centers like salzburg um these are more tourist friendly interpretations and he's more kind of humorous than fearsome but I don't have a whole lot more about him, except that I found something that you guys are absolutely gonna get a kick out of. So, <laughs> so So when I started reading through uh, when I started reading through the variations, that, that now the different versions of Krampus are all called like basically the, uh, the companions of Saint. Nicholas. They're, it's actually like a, you know, a grouping of all these different legends, which are basically the same story, the same telling. But uh, it says the companions of St. Nicholas are a group of closely related figures who accompany St. Nicholas throughout the territories formerly in the Holy Roman Empire or the countries that it influenced culturally. Uh, These characters act as a foil to the benevolent Christmas gift bringer threatening to thrash or abduct disobedient children, which we just talked about. Um, So... Anyways, you know, there's a bunch of different names, and I'm gonna, I would have a really hard time pronouncing them all <laughs> and everything. Um, but the ones that I found most interesting are uh, in, in different parts of Austria, in, in the southern states, one of the names for, for Krampus is actually Bartel or Bartel. <laughs> oh, that explains the horn, Steve. Well, you know, I, I always wondered where, where my last name came from. You know, but uh, as you clomp around up there, <laughs> it's you know, starting to make sense. <laughs> other versions that also in the region are uh, Niglo Niglobartle, Woo Bartle, and uh, and then some other names and everything. But, that's cool. Yeah, so so I saw that. And I'm like, you gotta be kidding me. So I was doing searches for <laughs> Krampus Bartel and things like that. But, but yeah, that's. That's what the Krampus figure is known as in certain areas. So when the police come and find
0: all the whips and chains in your house and want to ask where the kids are, you're like, "Hey, it's in my blood." That's it, right? Right? What can I say? They're in the bag,
1: in a closet, you know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no biggie. Right,
1: right. Where they belong.
2: Yeah. Yep. So, Switch. You know, we're gonna see a huge influx of people watching the podcast. We're like FBI. What? Oh. <laughs>
0: Hey, any
1: publicity is good publicity. <laughs>
0: right.
1: I, I remember last year someone. I, as I long as it, they fall like and follow, they're good. Yeah. <laughs> I think it was uh, right around December 5th, you know, on Krampus Night and everything, where uh, people were posting uh, some of that krampus run from Austria or different places, you know, and all these guys have these professional looking Krampus <laughs> costumes and yeah. they're they're you know running up to the crowd and shaking the fences you know and trying to intimidate them and the crowds just eating wow. it up and loving it and
0: everything and yeah it's I there's a lot more this year with all the quarantine beards and bad haircuts'll
1: be lot more, more make a mask, <laughs> sure, sure. <laughs> So. Wow.
2: Yeah, some of those are really terrifying, and they, they yeah. can be huge. A lot of them wear stilts,
1: you know, and, oh, yep. oh God, it's Oh, spooky. yeah. <sighs> yep. So, nice. Yeah, wow. so good old Krampus or Partel, whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, if only you had known that when the kids would have been old enough to maybe start believing it.
1: <laughs> sure, <laughs> sure. Your kids, <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I could still threaten them with, you know. <laughs> with, with, with just putting them in a bag and throwing them in the closet. <laughs> no, but, but just let him know where the name came from. Hey, they, they don't call me, you know, Bartel for nothing, Bartel. So nice. Anyways, that, that's what. That's all I
0: got. All right. Well, let's see who's next, Josiah. Hopefully, Steve again. <laughs> yep, this ought to be fun to see that if he comes. All right, Steve. You got your wish. <laughs> so what else do you have? Well, I, how about, no. We're good, we've got all night. We're good. Okay. Actually, we should say if somebody comes up twice, they get to pick. Okay. Looks like it's me. It seems to happen a lot. It seems like I'm the last one a lot
2: maybe it's meant that way you just sort of have that that wrapped up you know presentation you know you're you're just really good at it so maybe it's just sort of a great send-off i'm wrapped up like krampus (laughs) um so what i decided to do was take traditions that are really really kind of unusual or some of them are from around the world and talk about them and i picked out five that i thought were pretty pretty interesting kind of funny um
0: So you you better do something to reel people back in because we've gone from four watchers to one. Yeah, I kind of see it fluctuating. So yeah,
2: I believe that one is probably Sherry, and if so, hi Sherry. (laughs) 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 Um, so over in Japan, it's kind of hilarious, but instead of like a Christmas turkey or ham, like a lot of us do, do you guys have any guesses as to what the Japanese? Are starting. It seems like it's taking over what they have for their customary Christmas dinner. Take a wild guess. I think blow sushi's too obvious. Kentucky Fried Chicken. You gotta be kidding. Dead oh, serious. Yeah. It, it's according to this, it says, uh, due I'm good to, with that. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm, I am think that's pretty awesome, but yeah. um, it says, due to a combination of tiny Japanese ovens and clever marketing campaign um, convincing the locals that fried okay. chicken is a traditional American Yuletide feast. So apparently they had <laughs> some sort of a marketing campaign that was saying that this is what americans do for you know uh christmas dinner and they took it hook line and sinker and um anybody in japan listening if you could send mike an email and let us know if this is in fact true that you guys do have (laughs) kentucky fried chicken for dinner and if so tell us what else you have along with it i'd like to like to know How
1: how did mcdonald's not beat them to the punch and say oh everyone eats mcdonald's on christmas you know and that's a great question somebody's <laughs> getting the
0: krampus whip
1: yeah for not getting on on top of that one yeah, yeah. the corporate krampus by the way i'd like to say hi to greg. corporate krampus by the way i'd like to say hi to greg bennett greg is our one watcher oh hi greg <laughs> yay thanks greg
2: um, but it sounds like they even go as far as to decorate, like, the Colonel, St- uh, Colonel Sanders statues that sit outside the buildings. They put, like, Santa Claus hats on them and decorate them. And his little chicken box, they make it look like a gift, you know, like a present and all that. So, nice. yeah, I thought okay. that was kind of neat. I like that. Yeah, something He's different. got the beard.
0: And- yeah. Yeah. I Did guess get, or does he have no he's got
2: that little he's got that little goatee thing, goatee goatee thing. Van, yeah. Van dyke yeah. beard yeah. Yeah. more of a
0: Krampus look
2: then. yeah <laughs> okay. Yeah, and they're actually believe it or not a little side note they're making a soap opera based on Colonel Sanders
1: it, it was a Lifetime movie yeah so it's
2: called yeah, like it was, The Seduction like like or something like
1: Mario Lopez played played uh, <laughs> yeah Colonel Sanders <laughs> really, <laughs> really oh weird. Come yeah come on I swear to God, is this and like I, a tongue in cheek kind I of thing I thought it was a joke but it, it is an actual thing yeah so, so that's
2: this, something to check out.
1: So you need to take a break from watching, you know, the different uh, Christmas carol, you know, and and check out the seduction. Yeah, I think that's I what mean, it's called. Yeah, just called the seduction of Colonel Sanders. It's just the seduction. I
0: mean. Yeah.
2: And he, he's he got like this <sighs> instead of like the stark white hair. According to what I saw, it looked like he had kind of like a, a silvery, you know, like a silver fox look and, yep. you know, it is what it is. I hate I, TV anymore. You don't even know what's gonna happen. Yeah, how uh, did you
1: come by that without even watching? I think it was on Facebook,
2: oh, yeah, and yeah. one of my friends was like, what in the heck is this? Makes sense. But have, have you guys seen Clown? Mm-mm.
0: Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I can't even begin to tell you about it. I, I think it's on, at it, it, one time it was on Netflix. Okay. It was on Netflix. Um, yeah. A guy puts on a clown suit. And it kind of takes over his body. Huh. Interesting. I'm just gonna leave it there. Okay. And is
2: it is it like a it's, true
0: documentary or is it? Oh, not at all. Okay. I mean, yeah. Oh, it's all true. <laughs> yep. Every word of it. Um. Uh, it, it it's it, it's a horror movie. Okay. Um, but there are some parts of it that are. That, I mean, probably one of the biggest laughs I've ever had in a movie ever. Hmm. Like. Just, I was almost slapstick, but it worked so great in the movie, it was it was awesome. Cool. I don't want to spoil it for you, okay? You've got to watch this clown, clown, okay? All right, clown, check it out.
2: Sounds good, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave that little present wrapped up for everybody,
0: yeah. I'm just thinking about Colonel Sand. I don't know, like, what would McDonald's true life movie be? And I'm thinking, clown, yeah. <laughs> There was a connection there. Okay. That could be a little spooky. <laughs> yeah, um, clown. Okay, it's not, not a piece of art, but I enjoyed it. Awesome. We'll
2: check it out. Maybe we can report on it next week. <laughs> Maybe. Good. Um, so kind of going back into this, the other place was Norway. Um, Norwegians have a real interesting um, custom. Um, prior to... Christmas. So normally, the evening before Christmas, uh, they hide their brooms because apparently in Norway, um, if if Santa brought the the good kids the presents, the bad kids would be visited by a witch, and the witch normally came with coal, and uh, she she would also kind of harm the kids. She'd whip them and stuff. So in order to kind of stop her from doing that. They hid um, all the uh, all the brooms, so that's just a common thing in Norway. If you if you're celebrating Christmas, you normally don't see any brooms around. So, something I hadn't heard of.
1: I wonder if that would that's quite, quite be one of the chain. companions of Saint Nicholas probably falls into that category I yes
2: the, i was reading in a different article beside this one it actually showed a picture of her and saint nicholas together mm-hmm. and then there was her saint nicholas and krampus together so okay. it was almost mm-hmm. like they were this this trio and you know i'm sure if you look deep enough there's probably all kinds of different ones out there you know
1: but it, it was confusing to research that because they oh. it's all scattered all the information was scattered.
2: yes very and everybody's got their own little traditions and not only not only does it go by country sometimes it goes by region and then down to the town like My next one, Mm -hmm. for example, um, in Spain, certain parts of Spain, I I can't even pronounce it. It's La Fonda Figura or something like that. Um, It's customary to wear red underwear on New Year's Eve, and that's apparently based on people back in the day. You know, they didn't get garments like we do. You know, you couldn't just order them off of Amazon, so back in the day um it was like during christmas you would get your new underwear your new socks and some of us are still that way today i see memes about that all the time (laughs) but you know it's customary to kind of show off your red underwear on new year's eve you know after after all the christmas festivities were over it's kind of like check these bad boys out and uh (laughs) now they've actually got like the the
0: custom of exchanging underwear
2: yeah well like giving them as a gift (laughs) you know you're you're
0: Gifting. Oh yeah, you take them off and you give them to somebody else, and then <laughs> oh. they give you theirs. Well, yeah,
2: exactly, Mike. them that way. Yep, that's exactly <laughs> what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a great idea. Okay. But they're red. Yeah, they're red. No, okay. but um, they they even have a like a 5k. It doesn't specify really the length, but it says a run where the runners all they wear is red underwear. So I don't know if that includes tops or just bottoms. They don't really necessarily <laughs> specify. I might have to Google that later. Okay. And then at the end, the winner
0: gets everybody's underwear.
2: <laughs> well, yeah, I think that's it, Mike. Yep.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, you're, you're, like you're, right these are fun. Yeah, they are. They
2: okay. really are. Okay. This one here is one, the next one, that I have actually heard about. And I it seems to me that I saw a postcard like this and I wanted it, but I didn't buy it because I didn't fully understand what it was. But now everything's starting to fall into place. The tumblers are all clicking in. <laughs> um, In the Victorian era in Europe and the United States, which the Victorian era is described by 1837 to 1900, I guess, is is that era. Mm-hmm. Um there there was a common practice of sending people postcards with dead birds on them. Around the Christmas time, and like I said, I'd been in antique shops quite a bit, and I'd seen these dead bird postcards. And I'm thinking, God, that is really weird. Like, it just doesn't make sense. But as I as I started looking into it for this, it it does make sense. Um, it says that there is an old Irish festival that's uh, celebrated the day after Christmas, and it was called um, like Wren Hunting Day or Wren Killing Day, and mm. the the Irish would go out and hunt as many wrens as they. They could and it wasn't necessarily to eat it was just more of like a more of a symbolism um for good luck and then a- as they migrated over here you know to america um they they started having these postcards that they would send to one another of dead birds and if you google it it's pretty neat like some of these some of these postcards are just beautifully done um and I don't know, I'd just like to get a hold of some. I think that would be kind of neat yeah. to have them. And a lot of times you'll find them in estate sales or things like that. And I'm sure you could even find them on eBay now where, you know, let's say people were collecting postcards and maybe somebody had passed away and they'll, they'll still have the writing on the back. they will be some of them will be postmarked, you know, where they've actually gone through the mail and um huh. it's, it's kind of neat you know you wouldn't you wouldn't expect that during christmas time to have have a creepy dead bird show up at your door wishing <laughs> you merry christmas but yeah you
0: were a bad boy here's your dead bird yeah but the crazy part is this, these were like
2: normal adults you know like i, I don't know it's kind of interesting
0: I saw something too recently about the, the it was the Victorian postcards. They they put a lot of like frogs on them at Christmas time too. Oh really? That was I didn't know. Like just odd, bizarre things. Like they would po or, or like pose dead frogs fencing and stuff like that. Wow. And Which, they were actual like live or frogs
2: that had been dead. Well, they weren't like paintings I guess or, or
0: or just drawings of frogs doing fun things like huh. riding a horse or playing cricket or something I don't know it just
2: I, I know, know it as I was reading about the Victorian era it said they were absolutely obsessed with death there was mm. something strange about that era where it was just like on the forefront of their minds constantly and it was sometimes it was it was done in respectful light but then other times it was done in the humorous light like we're looking at now and kind of mm. going back to the more respectful stuff like some of the children I think we've all probably seen it online where there are those pictures of the Victorian era children that are actually deceased, but they're held held up in the photographs as if as if they're alive, um, yeah. and you know that was that was due to kind of you know ha- have a memory of the child, or sometimes it wasn't even a child; it was a full grown person that they would pose as if they were alive. And if you look closely in some of these pictures, you can see somebody behind them that's kind of cloaked, and they're they're
0: like trying to hold the mm-hmm. body up like all. <laughs> That's a little a little bizarre, but well, it's like the death masks too that they would take of people. You know? Yeah, but, but but you know, it, un, this year aside, I mean, we've come pretty far as far as people expect to live. Sure, you know, where, whereas 150 years ago, people kind of expected to die. Yep. Uh, you know, you, you were you were far more in tune with death at that time than. Uh, people are today now. Now it's something to be you know afraid of and fight off and give me my pills. Sure. Um, then it was like, well, <laughs> you're 35. You better start planning for when your your time's up. Uh, it, it's it's you know, death was around you every day and yeah. you know, now that's something that we're just not in touch with for for better or for worse. I guess that is true.
2: So that wow. would probably make sense, a lot of lot of sense why they were so obsessed with it. And
0: they probably had to make light of it because it was so prevalent, you know. Well, and we talked, too, like in, in the United States after the Civil War, spirituality had that big, the spiritualist movement yes. had the big boost because of so many people who were killed uh, in the Civil War. And they wanted some kind of sign, some kind of contact. And, you know, different things happen. And, and they, they caused these uh, spikes in, in interest so yeah I guess you know that, that it's just something to be like okay so they were obsessed with death yep. cool postcard <laughs> of a yeah, dead So, bird.
2: if we have any listeners out there I have one request if you could ever come across postcards of dead birds that are truly antique I will purchase them off of you um, Sherry if you're listening that goes to you <laughs> Um, so my last and final, uh, weird tradition comes from, let's see, Catalonia, I guess it's in Spain and the bizarre Christmas tradition of a defecating log, (laughs) (laughs) So, <laughs> thank you for saving this one till last yeah and I I had to that it that was really my best design. I don't even need to do mine now so go ahead <laughs> it, it was definitely done by design um so they take a take a log and they create a character out of it they draw a little face on it they give it a hat it's kind of sounding like a South Park episode but this is true Mr Hankey yep they, or mr peanut too with mr. a hat too. <laughs> yep, they, they give it a hat and then they spend a fortnight feeding it fruit nuts and sweets and then on christmas eve the entire family now operative word being entire i'm seeing grandpa and grandma in this picture just whooping this thing's ass but the entire <laughs> family beats the log <laughs> with sticks and sings a traditional song that translates to if you don't crap well, I'll beat you with a stick. Until the they're already log beaten it, so okay. <laughs> right, right. I'm sorry, go ahead. So 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 it's until the log excretes all of its wonderful treats and it's hard to comprehend you know, you know you don't want know what the log is by the time they're done, it says so it's hard to comprehend what you're looking at. A um, stool log. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they also um, decorate nativity scenes with small pooping ceramic figures, um, usually well-known characters, and then okay. some of them are like yep. characters from that previous year, you know, like maybe a political figure or a sports figure, and the figurines mm-hmm. always have their pants around their ankles, so... <laughs> Steve was about okay, to say the, no. I'm shit, on eBay now. i now. What, what are, are these shit? things? Um, <laughs> it, it's you can find them under I, I would assume the Catalonian characters or Catalonian. Pooping figures, maybe? Pooping nativity? Think. So yeah, there you go. Me.
1: Did Did you happen to find out if is this is this a fairly recent tradition? Or that is this, I don't does know. This it date back. It didn't
2: know. specify. Okay, that's a good question because I was thinking the same thing. I'm like, it sounds a lot like Mr.
1: Hanky, right? <laughs> right. But. And, and did you say people feed nuts to the pooping log? Because yeah. I well, apparently the can't log, make this up. Right, right. The log is
2: like an actual log. And then they draw faces on it and apparently they stuff it with fruit, nuts, and sweets. Okay. Kinda like how I'd imagine like a, like a pinata, um, pinata. Yeah. Yep. And then the next day they the entire family just beats the shit out of it with sticks and sings songs. Hmm. If you don't crap well, I'll beat you with a stick. <laughs>
1: So. Well, but maybe maybe that's a loose translation to you know basically saying you know if you don't give up the the nuts and candy you yeah. Know. But but still. (laughs)
2: And then there's one more. This isn't necessarily one that I'm going to go too deep into, but I found it kind of interesting. Back in the seventeen hundreds, people in America or, you know, over here at that time, they, they would take raisins and dates and fruits and stuff and they'd boil them down and th- this is more of like the prominent families would do this, and they'd boil them down, and they'd kind of excrete some of that natural sugar and syrup, so they were, it was a bit of a treat. But they would. It, it became a tradition where they would boil them down so hot, and you would, especially the kids, they'd grab them out of the freaking pan while they were sometimes even on fire still. They'd get them so hot that these candies and fruits and nuts and stuff would be on fire, and they'd throw them in their mouths, and it was a game to see how long they could keep them in their mouths. And if you could keep it in your mouth without spitting it out, you won. And it said many Christmases, because they would do this the night before Christmas, many Christmases people of that era would spend just smiling with like like bubbles and um, what what am I trying to say? Yeah, blisters all over their faces. So it was like a, like a badge of honor, you know, <laughs> to, to have a burnt mouth, a face full of blisters and...
0: Just no, like, okay, I remember fifth grade, we found out erasers could, like, burn your skin. So uh, Doing that, and that was so funny. <laughs> right, right. It was so cool. Look at me. I got an eraser burn. Yeah. I, I put a word but on this, me, you know. So weird. But, uh, yeah, this is,
2: the parents are like, hey, good job. Yeah, and they said it was mostly kids, but it also said
0: adults, you know, played this game. Oh, oh come so weird. on. Now with YouTube, everybody's doing Uh-oh. stupid Correct. When did this happen? When was
2: this? I it think? was the 1700s is what it was saying. And it, it's both here and Europe. And I'll try to see if I can send it to you, if I could find oh. the, they, they didn't really cite much. You know, they weren't like saying it was a definitive, you know, this time era. It was just basically the 1700s from what I gathered.
0: The pooping log's still my favorite.
2: <laughs> yeah, that I still haven't <laughs> found a date on. So, yeah. But, yeah, that's all I've got for that's this bizarre. this go around. Wow.
0: That was good. Well, thank you, Josiah. I, I don't have anything now. Just <laughs> <Let's> close <laughs> it up. That was too much awesome. <laughs> like, so, like, when they fed this log, were they like shoving into the bark and cracks and stuff uh, like that? I think,
1: yeah, I, I think feeding it was, you know, just a, a way of describing stuffing it with stuff to come out. You know? Yeah, that's that's kind of what but I, I wanted to know stuff would... into it.
2: Yeah, I had that same exact vision in my head. I'm like, I wish I would have gone deeper into this explanation. You know, did they drill holes in it? or? Sure, sure. (laughs) Who knows?
0: No, I can't quit thinking about that.
2: (laughs) I'd like to do it. Just just start a tradition over here and do it. That'd be really awesome. You might think John Barnhart would do it.
1: That's true. Yeah. Josiah, you might, find a poop, you might find a pooping log in your Christmas stocking. I would like that, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I just can't get the picture out of, like,
2: <laughs> grandma and grandpa just walloping the sucker, you know?
0: <laughs> yep. <laughs> I mean, piñanas would be more fun. Yeah. I'd agree, but this has a certain charm to it. Everybody gets a whack. Yep. Yeah. At the stool log. Wow! I I wish you had gone last night. I would have liked. Maybe we'll edit the show to put you at the at the end. That sounds good. When when we get the recording together. So, um, well, we we know about Krampus and Santa and all of the other fun legends like Rudolph that make Christmas great. Um, But have you heard the tale of? The Christmas Wasp. Nope. nope. Uh-uh. It, it, it popped up on my Facebook feed a couple of years ago, and I'm like, I've got to save this. And, and, nice. and it keeps coming back into my head every Christmas, so I'm finally like, aha, uh-huh. now I have an opportunity to <laughs> do something with this, to make it useful. Um, in 1873, Professor Ernst. Stach we'll go with that wrote a, uh, a a book named or an article an article paper uh, translated venomous insects in early Bavarian folklore hmm.
1: Hmm.
0: not to put too fine of a you know because the <laughs> the non-venomous insects had already been written about so so much they just had to go with the venomous ones now. Um, it, it was Ernst was actually a woman. Uh, her name was Steffi, uh, but she tried to pass as a man in order to work in the universities. So, go Steffi! You know, 1873—that's a pretty big deal. Um, She, in this paper, she traced back these legends of Christmas wasps back into their venomous insects. Going back into the 1300s, the Brothers Grimm actually have a story that doesn't show up in all of the reprintings. um, But, you know, you hear uh, like like Snow White and Cinderella and stories like that that come from the Brothers Grimm. Um, This one was called the Devil's Golden Fish. And um, let's see here. Uh, A poor farmer and his wife had three daughters but only one son. The daughter spent most of their time pretending to be geese, as girls will, and um, making slippers out of the slower squirrels in the area. Been there, done that. Uh, So the farmer prayed that his son would become a lawyer. Because I think that's getting the bar pretty high. I, I think he could have come up with a lot, the, the, kid, the son could have done a lot and still overachieved the girls making squirrels' shoes. Um, hearing this, the devil appeared to the farmer and said he could make this happen if only the man took the crops that grew below the ground. So, um, now this is how it reads. This is off of to uh, com. Okay, they wrote about this. After some—this is still the the Brothers Grimm story. After some dispute over a bumper turnip harvest and a passing prince whose dogs had unfeasibly large eyes, so I'm assuming they're condensing a lot of the story down here for us. The devil declared that he would take the man's soul. The farmer offered to cut off his own fingers with red-hot iron scissors, but as this made no sense, the devil refused. Now, Josiah, we know from your story of Jack-o'-lantern, making sense or not does not matter when the devil's involved. Not at all. Yeah. He'll, he's down for anything. Yep. Hey, make yourself real small and jump into my pocket. All right. I will do that.
2: (laughs) (sighs) Climb that tree. Yeah.
0: He'll do whatever. (laughs) It fits the story. So here, (laughs) it was like they did like a Mad Libs and just. Here you go. Uh, so the devil refused, so the farmer said that he would instead show the devil where the finest honey could be found. Because everybody knows the devil's got a sweet tooth. That's right. So taking the devil to the woodshed that Yuletide, here's we tie into Christmas time, the farmer showed him a wasp nest and said that if the devil put his hand inside, he would find honeycomb better than any he had tasted before. Now knowing that wasps, wasps don't make anyway and that all wasps are dead or asleep in winter the devil did as he was told assuming this must be magic no sooner had the devil inserted his hands than a large and angry insect appeared stinging him so mightily that the devil fled back to hell the farmer who had merely been stalling for a time asked the wasp if there was any chance and here we go I mean when you think about it it makes complete sense Uh, asked the wasp if there was any chance of a donkey, who would produce a silver coin a day from his mouth? <laughs> <laughs> totally reasonable. The, Random. I mean, I'm following this guy. I'm with him. Okay. Magic honeycomb, selling for time. But when you've got a chance to ask something of a talking sentient wasp, of course you'll ask it for a I was gonna say a donkey it's a, that it's a wasp, not a genie, you know. Yeah. So the wasp king, highly irritated by now stung the farmer to death and moved to a crack in a nearby elm tree. The rest of the family moved to Hamburg and became unsuccessful tailors. <laughs> <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so, wow. yeah, I, I, I think the brothers were phoning it in at this point. Um, maybe just looking for some filler to beef out a couple chapters of the book. Um, so that's the Brothers grim story of the Wasp King, um, and and the Christmas Wasp here, but uh, so so there are stories that kind of bounce around back and forth here. Um, and there was a uh, 1885 study about the Christmas Wasp, often doling out punishment at random, even with whimsical malice. So it, or, or at Christmas time, so uh, children were warmed warned that if the Christmas Wasp came to them over the holiday period they were on their own so tough luck wow so well it it, it turns out that um during like at christmas time this was in the winter everybody was staying inside a lot more staying bundled up and um there would be issues of um (laughs) <laughs> and I'm just thinking about this before There was like no mention of a golden fish In that story Even though that was the name of the story Anyway, maybe that was part of the prince with the big eyed dog That Anyhow um, With the, <laughs> the Apparently it, it was it was kind of tough in the winter time And you're living with all, together with all these people Fleas were pretty common And there would be like these breakouts of little bites All over you That was a crispus Christmas wasp that was oh. that, that was biting you okay uh, because you were bad not because you had fleas but uh, you had you you were bad and the Christmas wasp bit you um let's see here there was more and now that I've been talking it just totally slipped away from me um <laughs> i misread something and it was almost really dumb looking but it would have been awfully funny um <laughs> yeah I think that's good enough for the Christmas wasp that's pretty cool um <laughs> interesting <laughs> it's just, it, apparently it's one of those things that pops up once in a while hmm. and uh it's like what but uh you know of course the come it all comes back to the um venomous insects in early Bavarian folklore I'm sure it's on google google library Google docs whatever they call that thing
1: if, uh, you know, scholarly articles, Project Gutenberg maybe. But why is all this stuff Bavaria, Austria, you know, stuff like yeah. that? It's <laughs> bizarre. Long nights in the wintertime, nothing to do but
0: tell stories about wasps and donkeys. <laughs> I don't know. So, um, well, folks, lucky for you, we're done. <laughs> the, uh, um, the, the, <laughs> I still love that log that's pooping. Pretty awesome, huh? I mean, there's so many great things to tie in there. like candy and sweets. Did they, they throw it on a fire then? They set it on fire?
2: I didn't see anything about setting it on fire. All I saw they was just that whack they- it. They whack it till it's unrecognizable. How? Kind of like Josiah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <I'm> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Could resist.
2: Oh, you got me.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: my bad. I'm sorry. Wow. Shots how, fired. How how, 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 how? how long and how hard do you have to beat on a log to make it unrecognizable?
1: That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> and, and what did they beat on it with? I mean sticks on sticks sticks on wood wouldn't do anything you'd have to whack it with an axe.
2: It does say sticks hmm. yeah okay. yeah. And I guess if they're using like let's say a really hard maple root or something you know sure <laughs> still
1: my gosh. <laughs>
2: i just can't get the picture of granny whining up yeah come on
0: Lord.
2: <laughs> taking out a lot of it,
0: frustration
2: on it yeah and they're not even
0: blindfolded either i mean they're they're putting the
2: full gusto into this thing
0: i'm just seeing like six people standing around this log and just whacking at it and yell. you said they sing a song too
2: yeah oh yeah and the song translates directly into these lyrics here um if you don't crap well, I'll beat you with a stick. <laughs>
0: so, yeah, so it's like potty training.
1: I was just gonna say. That. Yeah, I can see people saying that to their kids. You know, like you, <laughs> <laughs> you better poop good. You're gonna sit there, young man. Yeah. I'm gonna beat
0: you with a stick. If you don't crap well. <laughs> but Dad, I don't have to go. Listen, I'm, I
2: imagine <laughs> the grandma's candy. gonna
0: come in and beat you. <laughs> And
2: sing the song. The oh candy gosh. probably tastes all sappy and full of bark. Like, do they eat it, or does it just like stay in the carpet till yeah. next year?
0: I don't know. I don't know. What a waste of good candy.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I'd love to be able to test out this watch together feature and see if we could find a YouTube video of
0: this activity. <laughs> I think we tried that watch thing a couple weeks ago during our test, and it didn't work. Yeah, well. it tanked us. Yeah, we'll we'll work out the case. When I was a kid, our 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 family reunions, there used to be a sawdust pile, (laughs) and they'd get like a whole bunch of money and like throw coins in it. Okay, and that was like the last thing of the day. All the kids ran to the sawdust pile and dug through for all the change, (laughs) and you come out with like three bucks worth of change. You'd be like, yeah, because you worked for it. You know, you found a dime. What's while you get a quarter? Like yeah, and then all the adults would be standing around. Sometimes somebody throw a dollar onto it. You snatch that up really fast, And, and. I'm wondering if the kids were like that with these uh with 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 the log. It's like her grandma's shoving her sugar-free candy in there and yeah. uh then when, like when she walks away the kid comes and takes it out and eats it. I can see that. Maybe that was like a little secret way for the kids to get some candy over Christmas time. I don't know. <laughs> Man we
2: we just went off the rails pretty hardcore there well it was a fun ride <laughs> i like the sawdust idea though seriously i can see that and like you're staring at your cousin like sock him in the gut because he's got a 50 cent piece like give that to me
0: yeah i mean we you know that was like mainly like the 70s that's awesome we, we were doing that and, you know hey three bucks was pretty good money sure i don't know how much they'd throw in there but um <laughs> yeah all the kids would be just tearing into that thing and then you know the throughout the as people started filtering out the adults would stand there and like kick some around with their shoe and or they'd like throw a dollar in there and go hey i found a buck and the kids would be like oh wow and i'll come running back (laughs) i think maybe it was just a way to keep the kids out of the adult stuff once they started drinking yeah
2: it's pretty neat though makes you wonder if that goes back to anything or has any ties to anything
0: yeah it was it was fun (laughs) that's fun cool all right guys we ready to wrap this sucker up sure (laughs) all right well thank you guys so um i I guess it's that time so josiah you mentioned about emailing uh we've got the paranormal one facebook page peril one contact at gmail.com i've been actually posting some things on instagram is it instagram yep yeah, you. I'm hip. Um, Snapchat. But I can't even remember what it's called. I think it's Para1info maybe on there, I don't know. Um, but but uh, So uh, I, we've got those things going. Uh, we've got Bartell and Henson Paranormal on Facebook. Um, not the Krampus Bartell, just <laughs> like Steve Bartell. And well, that um, would make um, Santa Rock River Plus. Area Paranormal Society conoverghosts.com Anything else? Any other um, ways to reach out?
2: Not really. We've got an Instagram page for Bartell and Henson, but other than that, we're pretty well
0: covered. Do you know... how? how, how what's the? What's your...
2: I think it's just Bartell and Henson Paranormal and I believe you have to spell out the word and.
0: Uh, yeah. I'm looking on Instagram here to see if it... Tells me who I am,
1: Josiah. We totally have to come up with a Christmas card of you as Saint Nicholas and me as Krampus. I could totally see. It. I got the <laughs> red cheese on a log. It's pooping.
0: <laughs> That's pooping. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, yeah, it's got to be pooping.
2: Right. Did you like okay, g- our Christmas card, know. Mike? Did you happen to get our Christmas card at all?
0: <clears throat> I did. I did. Thank you. Sure. That was very nice. wish you.
2: I was just thoughtful. Yeah, my heart's still broken over that.
0: Oh, you know I still love you. (laughs) I don't know. It's para-something-something-something on Instagram. But I don't know. Someday I will figure it out and be able to tell people who I am and what I am and what I do there. So, all right, guys, are we good? Yeah. Yeah. All right, everybody. Um, Thanks for the three of you who are watching right now. We appreciate that. And to the multiple of that who listen on a regular basis, I don't know what the multiple is. If it's, oh, now we're down to two. Yeah, see, we better wrap this up before we get cut off. So thanks everybody. We do appreciate your support and um, hanging in there with us as we grow and learn and try to do this and just try to have some fun with it but um, you heard about all those ways to get in touch with us if you don't remember what they are rewind you will find them that way and um, Merry Christmas everybody Merry Christmas Merry Christmas Yeah. so thanks you all have a great end to this lousy freaking year and until next time We will see you in the dark.